Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker gave his State of the State address today, laying out his plans for the 2022 budget. Illinois, as we know, is in a dire financial situation. We've got a $3 billion budget deficit, though surprisingly, income and sales tax receipts are up in the last year. If you missed the speech, just look back down on this podcast feed. We're dropping the entire speech at the same time this breakdown drops. So if you're hearing me now, you can go back and listen to the whole speech. There's a whole lot to unpack. Employment security, business grants, ethics reform. So let's go to WBEZ's state politics reporter, Tony Arnold. Hi, Tony. Hi, Sasha Ann. Thanks for having me. Of course. What are your initial reactions, Tony, to what you just heard? Are you surprised by anything that came up? You know, I think this was a speech for the time that we're in. It was obviously heavily focused on the pandemic, the response not just from the state government, but from individuals at the very local level, you know, it was delivered not in front of state lawmakers like usual in the Illinois state capitol. Instead, he, the governor spoke from the state fairgrounds, uh, the location of, of basically an overflow hospital during the Spanish flu, and, and he acknowledged that those types of facilities right. have not been necessary in Illinois like they have been in other places during the COVID-19 pandemic. So in that sense, it was more emotional than your typical state-of-the-state address or or state budget address where things can be a little more uh, formal, uh, for lack of a better word, than than what this was. This was a pre-recorded speech that the governor made, but, you know, that's the points that that he hit on regarding the pandemic were pretty spot on. Yeah, I think he felt the need to assure us that we're going to be okay. What do you think his successes were in this speech, Tony? Well, I think his successes were about how he's presenting this budget. It could be um, that that he's proposing today and, and unveiling here the uh, details of which you know we're looking at more than forty-one billion dollars of, of spending. So there's there's a lot to get through. The big takeaway is he's not calling for your income taxes to go up, and that is a very significant ask because for the last few months it's been the big question since voters rejected his call to change the entire state's tax income tax uh, system from uh, the current flat tax to a graduated one. And uh, the governor made it sound like during the campaign that if you you vote against this proposal, if it's shot down uh, by the voters, then there's going to be all sorts of pain to come. Mm -hmm. And while this budget does call for some pain, it's not the magnitude of which that, that he was initially, you know, leading on us for us to believe. And what about the governor's supporters? Do you think that they'll be pleased with his speech? Overall, I, I think they will be, although I think what you're probably going to hear from, from Democrats, I would imagine, is some maybe at worst grumbling that there isn't more being done here for more money being used here for pandemic response or education. And that's probably typical in Illinois in any, any year, not just this one. But in this case, what you have is the governor, by not calling for any kind of extra revenue from from taxes, that uh, he's basically presenting a very flat spending budget 
that means that you don't get those increases. You don't get that extra money for yeah. uh, the special programs that people wanted. So I, I would guess that, that the governor's allies will uh, go along with this, or at least most of it, maybe find, find some things on the fringes to take issue with. But uh, the, the meat and potatoes, I think, are going to yeah. be are going to be okay with a Democratic-led legislature. I do want to turn to some lawmakers for their reaction. First up on the line with us now is Illinois State Representative Jahan Gordon Booth. The Peoria Democrat is the new Speaker Pro Tem of the Illinois House. Hi, Representative. Welcome to Reset. Good afternoon. How are you? Doing well. Your reaction to Governor Pritzker's State of the State address? What was, I think, the most distinct feeling that I have in terms of you know, having sat through 12 of these now was how emotional this one was because of the fact that we've gone through as a people, as a, um, as a community throughout the state of Illinois, we've gone through so much from last uh, March mm-hmm. till today. And sometimes it can be really important to reset what you've gone through. And it's kind of, and I remember those early days of, you know, running all over the state and working with superintendents to try to get them prepared for what might happen. Because it's one thing for CPS to like sort of manage their stuff, but all of these other school districts, we have over 870 school districts in the state. And one of the things that I was asked to do early on, actually myself and now uh, special advisor to the governor, Andy Menar, were asked to organize many of these school district superintendents to be prepared for what they needed to do to stand up um, support in their communities. And so just thinking about this, this speech really brought me back to that initial moment yeah. of the sort of action that was required. And I think that the budget address really leaned into those things that were important, right? The things that centered around supporting communities, ensuring that our social service safety net is intact for those that slip through those safety nets in a way that only government can do, ensuring that we're investing in our education system, higher ed, as well, through, as, well as K through 12, and also investing um, and economic development and business uh, development. So I thought that it was a very important speech, but also an incredibly emotional one as well. well. You say it really taps into our needs, Representative, but how realistic are the governor's budget plans and, and how can his administration work with lawmakers to achieve them? You know what I always say in terms of these budget addresses, these addresses are only the starting point. Um, and I think that we're at a good starting point to begin to have those conversations, House and Senate, Democrat and Republican, to try to come to common ground to see where we might be able to meet one another. And I think that the the things that have been laid out, and I haven't seen the budget in its entirety, yeah. but certainly the things that I've seen um, just in the last few hours, little snippets, I think we're at a good starting place. Yeah, before we let you go, Representative, I do want to mention that the governor did give you a shout out today for your efforts on securing funds for, for small businesses that, that need it the most. So moving forward, what other efforts are going to be top priority for you? Uh, for, we, cannabis has to be fixed. Um, that's a major priority is that we get cannabis going in the direction. And, and I know the administration wants to do that as well, as well as the members um, of the House and Senate, particularly the Black and Latino Caucus. And so um, that is certainly a priority. Um, we clearly have to pass a budget. We have to get through the ever-important remap this year. And there are a whole host of other issues like paid sick leave um, and other critical issues centered around wanting to make sure that people are able to re-enter back into the post-pandemic society and ensuring that that government is doing um, their part to make people's lives better. 
That's Illinois State Representative Jahan Gordon Booth, the new Speaker Pro Tem of the Illinois House. Representative, thanks for joining us. Thank you for your time. Tony, quick thoughts on what the representative just said to us. Steering away from the budget, what she's addressing there with in regards to the recent legalization of cannabis in Illinois, there's been all sorts of issues that have been that have been coming up about uh, equity of being able to get a license to sell cannabis, which yeah. which was supposed to be a, a pillar of that whole legislation, monster legislation that passed two years ago. And it's been um, a, a huge issue and lots of complaints have been raised over the last two years about that. Yeah. And so to hear her uh, bring that up. She was a leader in getting it passed in the first place. And so um, I think that that's going to be a significant uh, lift for the legislature to address here in the next few months. Yeah. And then as far as the budget goes, again, I, you know, I guess I'd say that there are two other surprises here or, or things that are up in the air, I should say, about the, the, where the budget could go um, in any number of directions. One is with the governor saying that he wants to close corporate loopholes. That's a turn of the phrase, you know, it, it can mean different things to different people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's $900 million, nothing, not, not a small amount. And it's a giant question mark, and it's out of Pritzker's control is what happens with Congress regarding um, its $1.9 trillion plan to provide state aid, uh, aid, sorry, COVID-19 aid to states around the country. Um, the latest estimate I, re- I saw from an Illinois congressman is that Illinois would stand to get more than seven billion dollars um, to help out its state budget. Um, towns and communities around the state, including Chicago, the city of Chicago, would get more than five billion dollars total to, to disperse among itself. So, uh, you know, if when you're looking at just for the purposes of this conversation and what the governor just talked about for the last half hour, seven billion dollars from Congress. Uh, this budget does not that the governor proposed does not rely on that, but it would change all sorts of dynamics about that budget to, to all of a sudden get that kind of infusion. Pritzker says if we get it, which is a, still an if, it would go toward paying down the state's debt. So it wouldn't necessarily change the outcomes in terms of services provided or hiring more people or anything like that, but it would be a significant difference in Illinois' long-standing problems when it comes to not paying back its, its bills. Well, let's talk about some of the specifics that Governor Pritzker hit on. The general funds budget I present today for fiscal year 2022 spends $1.8 billion less than fiscal year 2021. It reflects $400 million in additional cuts to appropriations, a hiring freeze, flat operational spending, full required pension payments, and the closure of unaffordable corporate loopholes. All in all, it reduces spending to meet projected revenues. Tony, can you break this down for us? Yeah, again, I think maybe one of the biggest surprises of all is just how the state can can keep spending flat when we've heard nothing but doom and gloom about what the pandemic has done to the state budget, to the economy, to shutting things down. And so to hear him say, you know, for instance, that the state's going to pay its full pension payment um, what a novel concept in Illinois. Uh, that's more than $10 billion in one year. The number just keeps going up and up because of the, the way that the pension payments have been structured. So that's a, a, a very significant factor considering the state's unpaid pension obligations are still um, well over $100 billion. Um, the other thing I'd say is, again, going back to keeping spending flat, there might still be a deficit here 
it's a little hard to talk too much down, to go far too far down that road while yeah. we still don't know what Congress is is going to do. And I could see some of that hole being filled with congressional money. Republicans in the state, Tony, have called for uh, the governor's administration to to bring more transparency. Do you think that that was achieved in this address? You know, I, I, I've seen governors play games with line items and talk about deals that are going to be made that will save tens of millions of dollars or more than that. Um, I haven't seen that too much just in the last few hours that I've been talking with the people in the governor's administration. There might still be some of that. To you know, <laughs> We still have a few months to go before this is passed. There might be some of that still. And the way that the legislature works, there's always a nice surprise that's bundled in at the last hour right before this something passes. But um, you know, I, w- I would give the governor credit for being upfront with um, what he intends to do here. I just think that there's still some issues about what the federal government's going to provide that that he doesn't have the answers to himself because it's it's Congress and, and who's to say what Congress is going to do. Honestly, mm-hmm. uh, what happens now after this, Tony? Uh, what happens now is that um, this goes to the legislature and the new Illinois House Speaker and the Senate President to decide to start negotiations here with the governor and take a look at each agency's spending. Can they actually deliver on, on what they're going to do? Uh, there's still a big question mark about how the governor can negotiate with the biggest union of state employees and whether they'll accept furlough days um, to, to make some cuts here in the state budget. So that's, um, I think those two things are, are what's next, is how the governor can, can negotiate with the Democratic supermajorities and, and a brand-new House Speaker for the first time in 40 years. And what are you specifically going to be paying attention to in the coming weeks and this spring? I'm going to be looking at, um, when it comes to the budget, how the state is handling these COVID expenses and what kind of a hole those end up blowing in the state budget, um, if at all. Um, you know, as the vaccine rolls out, uh, more is coming every every week, but, um, you know, things still aren't 100%. And so um, I want to know what the consequences are and um, what that ends up looking like. Overall, do you think that what he laid out today was a solid plan of action for for bringing this state to some financial stability? Considering that just a matter of a couple of weeks ago, we were looking at the the prospects of an income tax increase across the board for everyone. This is not that. And so I I suppose in in many ways people could be pleased with that, Uh, though it's, it's clear that the governor wanted more money at his disposal. That's why he put a constitutional amendment on the ballot last year. Uh, Voters didn't go with it. And we're a year away from um, the governor having to face Democratic voters again and um, in a primary, assuming that he does run for re-election, where he'll have to confront, okay, my biggest plan was rejected by voters. What now? Mm-hmm. And so in the next 12 months, as this budget is unfolded and this process unfolds, um, yeah. I, I expect Democrats to, to help them out. But I think that there's still some there might be some hard, hard feelings here. It's WBEZ politics reporter Tony Arnold. Tony, thanks so much. All right. Thanks. We did have Republican Illinois State Representative Tom Demmer uh, booked for the show. He's the Deputy House Minority Leader. Uh, But there was a last-minute scheduling conflict that came up, and we're going to try to get him back on the show for his reaction to the plans. 
And that's today's Reset. Remember, we've got Governor Pritzker's complete speech for you on this podcast feed. Just look on your phone and click on it to hear it all. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening. We'll meet again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.